0: The following contest is scheduled for one fall! Please welcome Mr. Fretz! Oh, testify! Oh, testify, folks. Welcome to episode 62 of Fretzelmania. He's called my name. We are 72 hours away from Backlash 2002, covering Smackdown from April 18th. Reverend Devon delivers his first Sermon on the Mount on behalf of the Prophet Vince McMahon. Also, Triple H and Hulk Hogan versus Y2J and Kurt Angle. Stacy Keebler continues her role as the assistant to Vincent Kenny McMahon. Mark Henry delivers another world's strongest feat of strength, and Bob Holly versus Diamond Dallas Page all that and more this week on Fretzel folks welcome to Fretzel 62 folks I of course am Mr Fretz and Just before I get into SmackDown, I want to bring up something here. Now, a couple of weeks prior to this episode, the second season of Tough Enough began airing on MTV. And we had Al Snow, Bob Holly, Ivory, Taz, and Chavo Guerrero being your trainers. The contestants here are a veritable who's who and who's that in the world of wrestling, including people who didn't make the final cut for TV, including the late, great Shad Gaspard, Shelly Martinez, who was also known as Ariel, you know, with Kevin Thorne and WWBCW, Kia Stevens, aka Awesome Kong, Kim Nielsen, who was Desire in TNA, Uh, Jackson Riker that is a name that well (laughs) you know and of course Mr. Anderson Anderson. were also part of going for tough enough to Anderson but your final contestants for for MTV here or Aaron Lewis, no, not Aaron Lewis, the lead singer of Stained. It's been a while since I've listened to Stained. Alicia Martin, Annie King, Danny Carney, and I think they just hired this guy because his name is Carney and wrestlers are Carneys. get it? Hawk Yunkins, which sounds like an NXT 2.0-ass name if I ever heard one. Jackie Gaeta, who would go on to win this and be the manager and valet for Charlie Haas and Rico. And she would also marry Charlie Haas. I think they're still together today. Jake Sokoloff, who was a runner-up. Jesse Ward, who is an American television producer now and a former wrestler. Kenny Lane, and if that name does not ring any bells... I suggest you go into the Ring of Honor library and look up some matches by the name he is better known as, and that is Kenny King. And I learned something new. Kenny King wasn't tough enough. Well, for freak's sakes, so was this next guy, Matt Morgan, who I'll be talking about in about a year's time, Lord willing. Pete Tornator and Robert Sahavale. A name I probably absolutely butchered. And we were at about the second or third episode at this time. And Aaron was cut because he could not physically catch up with the rest of the group's speed. That caused him to pass out on the beach while exercising. And and Matt Morgan here, he was eliminated quite early, a little bit later, because he tore a ligament in his knee and his doctor told him it would not be safe to continue wrestling in the ring. It seems that he heeded that advice some years later. Now on to the red brand. What was going on on Monday Night Raw? This week, well, on April 15th, 2002, from the Reed Arena in College Station, Texas, we had Raven defeating Bubba Ray Dudley to win back the Hardcore Championship. The Big Show defeating Planet Stasiak. And we're going to hear a little bit about Planet Stasiak on this episode. Jacqueline defeated Crash Holly in about 30 seconds. Eddie Guerrero and William Regal defeated Rob Van Dam and Spike Dudley. Trish Stratus. Defeated Molly Holly in a number one contendership match for the women's championship. I believe Trish will get a title shot at Backlash. Booker T and Goldust. Oh my gosh, we're here already. Odd Couple Tag Team. I might dabble back into some Raw um, this year, just so you know. I have one episode in mind that I am reviewing when I get to. Um, defeated the Hardy Boys. Oh, We are near the end of Team Extreme, and we're on the precipice of version one. Oh, I can't wait. And in the main event, a rough-and-tough Texas tag team, being Bradshaw and Stone Cold Steve Austin, defeated the NWO's Scott Hall and X-Pac and The Undertaker... In a three-on-two handicap match. Now, I'm not sure if Kevin Nash had already torn his quad at this point in time, but the NWO 2002 experiment is already pretty near over. I mean, Scott Hall won't be much longer for the company because, well, in a couple of weeks from this from this episode, is going to be the plane ride from hell. Oh boy, we get to talk about. That, again. Meanwhile, April 18th, 2002 Smackdown is from the Compaq Center in Houston, Texas. Three days to backlash, and the pyro at the start of this episode damn near blinded me, and I swear to God, I could have had a mini-seizure. It was very, very (laughs) seizure-inducing. Taz and Cole hype up the main event tag team match between Triple H and Hulk Hogan, and Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle. Kicking off the show is a six-man tag team match with Albert, Billy, and Chuck with Rico taking on Maven, Al Snow, and Rikishi. Main event Maven is jerking the curtain here. Oh boy. The feud between all these folks is being... Recapped here, of course, uh, Billy and Chuck and Maven and Snow are the number one contenders to the Tag Team Championship and will be getting their title shot at Backsplash. Meanwhile, Rikishi and Albert have started up a new rivalry here due to the hip-hop hippo turning on Scotty 2 Hottie and attacking him and then defeating him over the past few weeks so it seems that rikishi is still very much involved with too cool we're gonna see those two reunite as a team in the coming years and michael cole here reminds taz that maven is a three-time hardcore champion and that his first win in the wwe was against the human suplex machine don't remind me cole so we start off here with Albert just yeeting Al Snow into the turn corner turnbuckle. A really nice, just amazing release double underhook suplex by Albert, you know, that is in all of the SmackDown games, which shows off his power here, you know, reminding me a little bit of the British Bulldog, who would actually be passed away not too long after this show. It's just... They all go way too young. And I think it was Cole or Taz here. I think it was probably Taz here that said that uh, Billy Gunn has had a lot of partners over the years. And he says that his favorite is Chuck Palumbo. So you're picking Chuck Palumbo over your own brother, Bart? Man, what a dick. Uh, Billy tries to sunset flip Rikishi, but Rikishi. You know, claps his butt cheeks, and Billy gets out of it here. Rikishi does a lariat to Billy Gunn, who does the awesome 360 lariat bump flip, which is kind of ironic coming from Rikishi, seeing how he would take this same bump from Albert later in this match. Billy and Rico get set up in the corner for the stink face. Rikishi turns around, and the crowd starts going nuts. You know, Rikishi races the roof. We're about to see the hairstylist Rico get stink-faced, but no, uh, Albert just careens right into the shot with a bicycle kick, just like a train. A train. Hmm. That has a good ring to it, Fritz. You're a genius. Alan Rikishi then get in the ring, and they just have some... And I quote to the lovely... Queen be themselves. The K Murphy meet slapping Majesty. That's got to be a T-shirt by now, right? And Albert body slams Rikishi, showing off his power. A smoden drop by the big man, and main event Maven gets the hot tag. has a has a nice drop kick here. Billy goes for the Famouser, walks into a Rikishi super kick, who then. Rikishi walks in to the Albert Lariat doing the same 360 bump. Al hits the sky high on Chuck Palumbo. Meanwhile, Rico spin kicks Al Snow. They go out of the ring. But we have legal man syndrome here. And the legal man is Maven, who lands a top rope crossbody a la Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on Palumbo to win this match ahead of their title match at Backsplash. Backstage, Stacy's Legs. And then she knocks on Hulk Hogan's door, who then bends over to pick up something or just bends over because she's got legs, she's got a butt, she's a girl, and Hulk Hogan answers the door to a bent-over woman. And I think he even make, either goes like, whoa, or makes a comment to it. I am just a man. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, Zach, for stealing this one again. And we go on from here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stacy says that Hulk is wanted in Vince's office. We cut to backstage again, where Kidman is watching the Planet Stasiak promo, saying that he's a little crazyac, And Kidman absolutely buries it and calls this, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, Just as the Hurricane whooshes into the shot. Real subtle there, folks. Real subtle writing. I caught ya. Citizen Kidman and the Hurricane are both glad to be on SmackDown away from that stupid stuff. And Kidman thinks that he's missing something. He is the Cruiserweight Champion. And nobody cares. I guess Billy had been reading the... uh, <clears throat> the wrestle the WrestleZone forums at the time. The WrestlingGameZone.com forums that I was a part of at this point in time. Hurricane then whispers into Billy Kidman's ear. They can like, okay, you're missing something? Here you go. Wait. So, we have a tag team match here in Houston. Here in the great state of Texas. Which, of course, gets the Mick Foley Cheat Pops. I'm surprised you didn't mention the Houston Astros or the Houston Rockets because you would have also been met with some cheap pops. And then, like, with the hurricane, which is met with silence, and the hurricane just goes, damn, like, almost got him. But here we go. And they mentioned something about the Houston Astros. They'll win the game tonight because uh, baseball... Hang on a second. Spring training. Baseball would have been starting in April, or would it have been? It might have been the opening season I, I i clearly know very very much about baseball yeah season would have been opening in the end of april who am i kidding i went to a game on my birthday one year blue jays anyways moving on here vince mcmahon and hulk hogan have a backstage meeting and smell that oh, who foreshadowed P U. you yeah, we're we're looking almost a year ahead here, folks, to WrestleMania 19. Vince then begins to kind of, not really, sort of, actually, totally kiss Hulk Hogan's ass by, you know, putting him over and talking about you know Hulkamania being a thing. But then he asks Hulk if he believes in deja vu. You know, talking about the support from the fans. And the momentum of Hulkamania. And as I can recall, you know, dating back to the 80s with Hulkamania, nothing could stop the momentum except for a steroid trial. And he talks about just before Hulkamania was born, references, you know, the brass ring. <clears throat> That's real subtle. And talks about the rebirth of Hulkamania. And throughout all of this, Vince is basically asking. Is this real? Like he's having a hard time deciphering between perception and reality. And he asks Hulk, what are you going to do when reality comes down on you? Greyhound presents the Overdrive of the Night, or last week where Stacey Keebler dances on the desk in the ring and Vince McMahon has an orgasm. Shown on the front row is Billy from ZZ Top, because they sing Stacey Keebler's legs entrance theme. Yes, I thought it was a Kid Rock cover, but it's ZZ Top. Or ZZ Top with Kid Rock, because uh, that doesn't sound like Dusty Hill. Wait, was Dusty Hill the singer? Anyways, I I clearly know lots about ZZ Top And baseball, before I put my foot in my mouth, we have Tajiri and Chavo Guerrero going up against the Hurricane and the cruiserweight champion Billy Kidman. And Tori Wilson, the reluctant girlfriend of Tadgers here, is still coming out in a geisha or a kimono or insert Japanese stereotype attire here. And Taz asks, how does she cook sushi in that outfit? Say that again, but slowly. And even even Cole's like, you don't cook sushi, you idiot. Thanks for ruining my punchline, Michael Cole. Good lord. Chavo here is, of course, being referenced as a Tough Enough to trainer. Tough Enough that I've already talked about on the show here. And we see a graphic here for The Scorpion King in theaters the very next day with The Rock being on Conan O'Brien. Stand back, there's a hurricane coming through, and stand back, there's a WWE tour of Western Canada going through Red Deal, Alberta, and Lethbridge before going to Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And uh, Billy here says Taz, is uh, wiping the brown from his nose. If you look at Billy Kidman entrances from around this time, there's a bit, you know, he takes his thumb and he just, like, wipes his nose with it. Yeah, he's wiping the brown from his nose, Cole! Kidman does a really nice springboard head scissor into the ring onto Chavo Hurricane hura-chops Tajiri. Tajiri kicks the hurricane in the face, tags in Chavito. Lots of uppercuts from the hurricane. Billy Kidman gets tagged in. Uh, Chavo goes for the gory bomb, but instead of dropping Kidman right on his face in the ring, he has Kidman in the gory special and just hotshots him right on the top rope. That could also be a pretty badass looking finisher. Tajiri kicks Kidman and then starts y- yelling at Tori after rolling down into the ring. Chavo with a brain buster is countered into an insigiri allowing Billy Kibben to get the hurrah hot tag on the Hurricane, a super kick onto Jerry Hurricane actually lands a choke slam onto Jerry because, you know, he wasn't Triple H and Steve Austin in the Royal Rumble. And then Chavo breaks the count. The eye of the Hurricane is reversed into the Hurricane being dumped out of the ring, a bit of a Irish whip into the dump out of the ring, a big old schmoz, and another match with legal man syndrome, a high crossbody by the Hurricane, but then buzzsaw kick by Tadgers, and he pins the Hurricane stand back. Backstage, we have Mark Henry lifting a big old truck. He's wearing the kiss of death, the next pay-per-view shirt, because you know he ain't on that next pay-per-view he's barely on velocity which is only a couple months away from being a thing so what he does here is he he gets in the passenger side of the of the truck instead of getting out he sits in it and lifts the wheels up off the ground which is a very very impressive power you know that's Right up there with the the strong men who pull trucks with their teeth. So, like back, like backstage, like last week, cut that and it's in. The roster is making bets. And Test is arguing with Farouk here. And he's like, oh yeah, look, this, this car's not made by my tail, says Farouk. And Test's like, oh yeah, I could do this, but I've already worked out today and... He thinks that the car is fake or there's no engine in it, which would, you know, cause it to be a little bit lighter. So we see the godfather of Val and Funaki in the background here and they're they're making bets. Lance Storm and uh, bully Bill the are also in there making their cuts. And after Mark Henry is uh, successful with this feat of strength, test. is... Hits Farouk with the card, or slams him on the hood, setting up a match for later on the show. We have a Hulk promo in the ring, saying that you know Hulkamania is still running wild. The word reality is thrown thrown around lots. You know, it's a reality that I can beat Triple H and become the champ again. And he said, you know, Vince, like you say, perception is reality. I never thought that sixty-seven thousand fans would be cheering for me and Hulkomania will be running wild again. And like I said, Canadians, this is this is for this is for us up here. Nostalgia runs wild. We love nostalgia especially in in sports. You know, ask any any person from hey, from all of Canada who remembers like 92-93 Toronto Blue Jays back to back, who remembers you know, the Leafs when they were actually good. Yes, they are second in the Atlantic, but they're still not good. They gotta win a damn Stanley Cup, but I don't see it happening in my. Anyways, Hulk Hogan here is Mick loving it. The crowd is Mick loving it. He says, This is reality. Chris Jericho interrupts, telling Hogan that he sucks, that he's a farce, that he's a joke. The crowd calls him an asshole, and he says that I'm not the has-been. You are a has-been. The fact that I don't have a match at backlash is a travesty. What have you ever accomplished in the world of wrestling? Yeah, you sold a t-shirt and had a Saturday morning cartoon. Big whoop. I was the first undisputed champ. Okay, this is funny. Chris Jericho is taking all these things that are actually big deals. Hulk Hogan is the biggest name in the history of pro wrestling, bar none, period, end of story. Regardless of how you may feel about Hulk today, he was still the biggest thing ever. The rock and wrestling connection in the 80s got it into the mainstream. You know, Hulk Hogan and Sandy Lopper, and Mr. T, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, that whole thing from the first WrestleMania. And then pff, wrestling was off. Right into the stratosphere. And Chris Jericho took like big accomplishments like that. He was like, big deal. I was the first Undisputed Champion. That's like going to uh, Queen Elizabeth today. Who just celebrated 70 years in the monarchy. Like, oh, you were 70 years in the monarchy. Big deal. I was the first Undisputed Champ. Yeah, a title that is basically retired. Or is connected to the lineage of the WWE title. Depending on... On who you ask. So we have a bit here where Y2J jumps. Y- Y2J jumps Hulk Hogan. Kurt Angle joins the fray here, and Edge makes the save. And we have the whole schmazz here, and everyone breaks this up. We see a Rob Van Dam 7 Eleven commercial with the, the Slurpee, Frosty, whatever they're called collector cups. There's a Rob Van Dam one. There's a Team Extreme one. And I think there was also a, a Kane one, if I'm not mistaken. And the the actor in this commercial calls Rob Van Dam Mr Dam. <clears throat> I mean Mr. Van Dam. Mitch McMahon kicks Edge out of the arena and is asked, I think asks Stacy to bring Triple H to his office. Test versus Farouk here, and Farouk still coming out to the APA theme, still wearing the APA tights, uh, much like on Raw, Bradshaw would be coming out to the APA theme with, well, mostly APA tights, although Farouk would add a "I'll be damned" to the beginning of his theme, so you know it's him, and because it's SmackDown. Cause JBL is not on SmackDown yet, and I, oh boy, man, I'm gonna have some things to say when we get the JBL. So we have a bit here where Test goes for you know that butt, the butt bump on the small, the back. Well, he goes for that, but Farouk gets his nails up. Test is a no. Farouk is a dick to Test's testicles. Yeah, that makes sense. The very same power slam that won Farouk the WCW title has landed here. There was a foot on the rope by Tess, but let me holler at you, player. Teddy Long, the referee, sees this and admonishes Test for it. We see a really nice spine buster reversed into a big old sock punch right in the face by Farouk. And then Farouk uses the ropes and wins this match and back not backstage after this match test gets his heat back with the big boot backstage triple h is reading the wwe magazine then you see the camera pan out and you see the legs and triple h is like now i know you think i'm hot but i'm not interested (coughs) as if and then Stacy is starting to lose her words while Triple H takes his top off and makes his pecs dance, which makes me wish mine could dance, but I have man boobs. Anyways, here, Stacy loses her words. Uh, 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 Vince wants you in his office and just leaves. Backstage, Charmel interviews Bob Holly and asks for his thoughts on DDP. What kind of stupid question is that? Hired you? Jeez, what a bully. Here's a thought about DDP. Me whipping his ass. How do you like me now? DDP uh, walks into shot here with that poo-eating grin on his face. What the hell are you smiling at? Why don't you tell me? I'm smiling at an angry, cantankerous bully. And that pisses me off. The smile just whoosh, off the of DDP here. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Vince McMahon and Triple H have a chat backstage. And uh, he asks Triple H if he's capable of driving a spear through the heart of Hulkamania. If not, well, I need to remind you. Take solace in the fact that if Hulk's the undisputed champion, he floats between both shows. shows, But... You will be exclusive to SmackDown. Bob Holly and DDP then have their match. And SmackDown is brought to you by Ultimate Fights from the Movies, now on DVD, Taco Bell, and Clearasil for your zits. Know your audience, WWE. Know your audience. I would have been using Clearasil at this point in time. Holy smokes. Bob Holly lands that. Totally not, but totally actually a low blow. Chops that make DDP mad, who then do chops of his own. Holly is crouched on the top rope. Dallas does a really nice superplex. DDP does the spinning Brody Lariat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A diamond cutter was reversed into a drop kick by Bob that wins the match. Now, I know Bob Holly having a damn good dropkick is not only his gimmick, it's legit, but a dropkick hasn't finished an opponent off since, like, the 1910s. Just a weird finish. We're looking for a new finish for Bob Holly. I mean, he did the Falcon Arrow, and we're not too far off from the Alabama Slam, but man, that, that was just weird. And then like every other match on this show, uh, DDP gets his heat back with a really nice wraparound diamond cutter. Backstage, Angle and Jericho strategize for their tag team match. And now, please be seated, everybody. It is now time for Reverend Davon to preach a sermon. He thanks Vince and then gives his testimony about coming to his faith in the Lord. He is Vince's spiritual advisor. Yikes. Devon here calls the congregation, the audience here, saying that he was coming before them as a humble servant and calls Vince McMahon a great prophet. Oh boy. Uh, My pastor warned me about false false prophets. I'm just going to walk through eggshells on this one. And he said, you know, Vince the great prophet told me that, Devon, you must lead the WWF. I found joy, redemption, peace of mind. And I thank the prophet Vince for all of this. He calls himself a sheep among wolves. He calls the audience... The audience, wicked. Let me show you the light. I set my feet on solid ground. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I see what you did there, Devon. Don't try to out-him me. <laughs> and he encourages the fans to tithe. And this is where I would break out my 35th 35 cents off Shake and Bake coupon. And if you get that reference, I love you. The Whack of the Night is brought to you by Tobacco is Wacko Truth. And it was Hulk Hogan leg dropping Triple H last week. And now it is time for the main event. Angle and Y2J versus Hulk Hogan and Triple H. Of course, this match breaks out into an immediate schmoz goes all the way through the crowd, up and down through the ramp, and in the ring you get the classic heels get the advantage spot with the hot tag with the baby faces. Eventually, Hulk Hogan accidentally, parentheses, air quotes here, you can't see, hits Triple H with the steel chair. Kurt Angle then gets the chair. Edge chases out Kurt Angle, and Hulk Hogan... Gets Chris Jericho alone in the ring. You! One, two, three, punch. Boot, leg, drop. Hulk's up. And then Triple H in the ring. Accidentally, air quotes, you can't see. Hits Hulk. This match didn't really have a winner. I think somebody might have won by disqualification. It's unclear what happened here. But I'll call this match a no contest. And... We're on the road to backlash, and as I said before, the 20-bell salute is no more. So when we get a pay-per-view, I'm going to review them on this show. I'm going to review most of them. I might skip one or two here. I'm, I'm looking at Judgment Day, and that might be one that I could possibly skip. I, I don't know. And maybe for the odd pay-per-view, I'll, I'll have a guest on. Maybe I can take on... Kyle again from Apron Bump, if you're listening to this, Kyle, hit me up. Or maybe even another good brother from another mother. Another mother. Good Lord, I cannot speak tonight. So, yes, next week's show is Backlash 2002 with Triple H and Hulk Hogan with Edge and Kurt Angle. Bradshaw versus Scott Hall. Tajiri versus Kidman. Billy and Chuck versus main event Maven and Al Snow and so much more, quite a bit more. So that has been it for this version of Fretzelmania, folks. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E, mania. Follow wrestle Addict Radio at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter at wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. Subscribe to our Patreon page for only five bucks a month. Where you get early access to merch. We had some stuff dropped recently that uh, was released there before the Spring Store got it. So why don't you head on over there. And you also get 15% off of said merch. Take advantage of that. And you get some content like Fretz's Fave 5. Which is uh, all up in there in the archives. Which... When I'll be doing my Fae 5 Moments from each premium live event from WWE. Maybe from AEW. Just depends on my schedule and work and all that. So, thank you very much, folks. God bless. And have a wonderful week.